and welcome to the Point of Care Ultrasound Certification Academy podcast, where we focus on POCUS. Here, we will discuss all things related to Point of Care Ultrasound, the practice, the trends, and its impact on healthcare. Our program will engage thought leaders who are defining global patient care with the stethoscope of the future. James Day is here today recording live from the Focus on Pocus studios, where it's always sunny in Philadelphia today. We're getting the fall vibes are coming in, and today we have somebody from Kansas City way out in the Midwest today. It's Dr. Nicole Yadlinski, and Dr. Nicole Yadlinski is an assistant professor in the Department of Family Medicine and Community Health at the University of Kansas Medical Center in Kansas City, Kansas. She received her medical degree from Tulane University School of Medicine in New Orleans, Louisiana. She completed family medicine residency at Womack Army Medical Center in Fort Bragg, North Carolina, and primary care sports medicine fellowship at VCU Fairfax Family Practice, Fairfax, Virginia. She practices family medicine, obstetrics, and sports medicine, and utilizes POCUS daily. She is registered in muscle skeletal ultrasonography, RMSK, and Dr. Yadlinski has established POCUS training for the family medicine residents. She teaches MSK ultrasound to the sports medicine fellows and is developing curriculum for medical school ultrasound training. Welcome, welcome, welcome. How are you today, Nicole? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. Um, it's It's been great. I see a lot of your bio. You know, I'm, I always find, uh, and I've noticed in my travels, uh, the MSK is always... In such demand, but not many people know it, and it seems a little bit more dynamic and hard to teach. A hundred percent. You know, I feel like the utilization of musculoskeletal ultrasonography is really becoming more and more uh, known among primary care sports medicine docs, mm-hmm. as well as other sports medicine fellowship trained physicians, such as PM&R and emergency medicine sports. And the utilization of ultrasound on the sideline, in the training room, in the clinic, allows us to really see musculoskeletal injuries in a new way and has expanded the care of our athletes uh, and made it much easier to take care of them. Yes, and that's all a separate thing. And um, Dr. Yulinski, I want to ask you, how do you see possibly transitioning MSK ultrasound into the world of general point-of-care ultrasound? Great question. So I started out in residency using ultrasound mostly for obstetrics. So I'm, mm-hmm. I have a unique skill set. I started out in family medicine residency, um, and at that time, my residency was pretty... Uh, well-rounded in lots of procedures, lots of obstetrical care, and I carried that through into my practice. I originally was started out as an a active-duty Army physician, mm-hmm. and that's what I did right after residency, and was able to really just focus the ultrasound use was really just in obstetrics and really didn't have a whole lot of other applications. And then I went to do my primary care sports medicine fellowship where I had solid ultrasound training in musculoskeletal ultrasound as part of my fellowship program and really uh, dove into that uh, training and those applications 
And then from there, it was a pretty easy jump from doing, looking at tendons and joints and effusions and injuries, uh, and then transition to say, well, it's not much of a stretch from there to do some soft tissue ultrasound and looking at other more superficial uh, applications using ultrasound, point of care ultrasound. And then from there, you know, it kind of becomes, well, it's not that hard to look at other structures too. So if you're looking at soft tissue, then now you can look in the abdomen and all of a sudden uh, you're looking at uh, uh, the abdominal aorta and screening for uh, aneurysms in the abdominal aorta. And then you're looking for the gallbladder and a patient comes in as concerned that she has gallstones and it's pretty easy to look at the gallbladder and look for gallstones. And so those applications then sort of just grew out of that. And I became really more energized by all of the different ways you can use ultrasound in daily practice, not just musculoskeletal ultrasound. Yeah. And that must've been uh, quite a challenge to go ahead and to start just out of the box of POCUS program at your residency. Probably the biggest challenge, I think, with developing point-of-care ultrasounds in the residency level is trying to get other faculty on board with training because, obviously, it can't just be one person driving the train. You need to have other folks trained up to be able to precept the residents and teach the residents. Uh, fortunately, I'm, I'm blessed here at KU to have a very supportive department chair, supportive program director who realized the utility and all of the different POCUS applications and how this can be helpful. One of our missions here at University of Kansas Medical Center is to train physicians for the state of Kansas, particularly in rural and underserved areas. And in those realms, I really see point of care ultrasound as being critical that we need to train our family medicine residents to have these skills because you just never know where you're going to be. You might be in a place that doesn't have advanced ultrasound imaging or advanced radio, radiological studies available. You might want to go practice uh, mission work overseas. You mm-hmm. might want to be a rural practitioner in a small town in Kansas and not have those resources readily available to you I I distinctly remember um, shortly after residency, my husband and I were stationed down in Fort Polk, Louisiana, which was a small community hospital, really in the middle of nowhere, (laughs) in sort of the southwest corner of Louisiana. That's serious Acadian country there. Yeah, serious Acadian country (laughs) there. I know it, I know Um, it. And, you know, it's, it's, it's interesting to be in a place where you don't have subspecialty care and you don't have those colleagues right practicing right next to you. And all of a sudden you say, okay, what are the skills that I need to take care of my patient population the best that I can? And so I feel family medicine residents really need to expand their use of point of care ultrasound and we need to train them up to do so. You know, I saw you, um, I saw you in the uh, at the Family Medicine Experience in Philadelphia, your, your big conference, and uh, I saw you yep. give your presentation to your meeting interest group to try to get uh, family physicians, you know, into POCUS, using POCUS, and it was very vivacious and energetic. You're very enthusiastic about it, um, and I think 
the, of course, the people who attended it, you know, obviously were. But I was kind of surprised that uh, not as many primary care family physicians, as opposed to, say, ER and maybe internal sure. med, uh, aren't embracing this because you're definitely at the front line. So I, you yep. kind of elaborated on it, but why is POCA so important for family physicians? The main reason is because family physicians, we do it all. Right. There are family physicians who are practicing as hospitalists. There are family physicians hmm. who are working in emergency departments. There are family physicians who are working in urgent care. There are family physicians who are taking care of prenatal patients and delivering babies. So why wouldn't a family physician want to know point of care ultrasound? I think the biggest hurdle there is there's still a lot of uh, concern that it's a difficult skill to learn. There's a lot of concern that it's going to add to uh, the, the, the burden that most family physicians already feel to do so much with few resources. And I really like to break down those concerns and let people know that this is a skill that any family physician can do. There is a steep learning curve, don't get me wrong, right. you know, to, 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 to practice the image acquisition and to really dive deep into the anatomy and kind of say, okay, here's what I'm seeing on the screen. What am I looking at? What does this mean? How do I take a two-dimensional image and then recreate that three-dimensional image in my mind? But it doesn't take that long. And it really, any, any family physician who's out there already doing pretty full-service family medicine these are things that we can do. It's no different, I think, than uh, any skill that we might learn. And I'm a big, big proponent of continuous lifelong education and learning new things, especially things that ultimately make our lives easier and also make the lives of our patients easier. To have a patient come into your clinic and, you know, maybe that patient has shortness of breath, but they also have heart disease and they've uh, un uncontrolled hypertension, and maybe they're a diabetic, and maybe they also have COPD or asthma. And to be able very easily to quickly rule out some of those possible differential diagnoses to say, okay, we're going to scan your lung real quick, and I don't see a lot of fluid in your lung, so I know there's no pulmonary edema, to be able to take a look and do a quick DVT scan and say, okay, you don't have a DVT, so mm -hmm. I can reliably say that this probably isn't PE, I'm not seeing any other signs or symptoms of it. So then it makes that uh, interaction better too. You know, we, as physicians, we've moved away in the past 10 years from being at the bedside, from, from doing an adequate physical exam, from spending time with our patients. And that's one of the beauties of point-of-care ultrasound. It really allows us to lay hands on our patients, to examine our patients better, and also to get buy-in, too. It's one thing to tell a patient oh, you've got fluid on your knee and this is what it means and this is what we need to do. It's so much more powerful to show them on the screen. Hey, look, this is your tendon. This is your bone. Yes. This is the fluid that I'm seeing inside your joint. And all of a sudden their eyes light up and they're like, oh, wow, they totally get it. And the buy-in 
that you get from that type of interaction is so powerful and it really energizes that physician-patient interaction. Yes, that, that is so true. And, you know, back to the conference, uh, which was really impressive, uh, a lot more than other conferences I've been to, because, again, you know, the nice thing about primary care family med is you guys are embedded in many specialties, as you just mentioned. Sure. And, and uh, you know, what I, what I was uh, thinking about was I saw a lot of people, uh, the physicians were talking about, you know, we're really burdened with this administration and computer and insurance, you know, and we get 15 minutes and do I really want to add extra time with the ultrasound machine? But uh, maybe you can talk about how POCUS could make your life and practice a lot easier. I think we're still embedded in the idea of the diagnostic scan uh, and thinking that as a family physician, you have to uh, do the, the head-to-toe kind of complete scan, when in reality, a point-of-care ultrasound scan is answering a discrete clinical question. So when I'm looking at the gallbladder, and I tell my patients this, I'm very honest. I say, this is what I'm looking for. This is not what I'm looking for. So when I'm scanning a gallbladder, I'm not screening you to see if there's something going on in your liver. I'm not screening you to see if there's something going on with your spleen or your pancreas or anything like that. I am looking at your gallbladder to see if there are stones, to see if the wall is thick, to see if there's any sign of infection or anything like that. And it really only takes a few minutes and it saves you so much time in the long run because think about taking the time to put an order into the electronic medical record. Mm -hmm. Now you're telling the patient, okay, here's where you have to go. You have to go call this number and schedule this ultrasound. And now then think about the time it takes when you get the result back into your inbox. All of a sudden now you've got to read through the results. You have to, maybe the result is inconclusive and now you have to do another study. Maybe now you have to call the patient and take the time to get the patient on the phone. Uh, maybe your patient doesn't speak English and now you have to take the time to get an interpreter to be able to communicate those results to the patient. Whereas you could have had that answer within a minute or two in your clinic. So I like to break down those barriers and let physicians know that these are not complete diagnostic scans. These are quick scans to answer that, that one or two clinical questions that you might have in the office with the patient right next to you. And if you do have other findings that you might see, then yes, absolutely go ahead and get the diagnostic ultrasound or go ahead and get the next uh, applicable scan or the next applicable study that might be indicated, but it doesn't really have to take that much time. Wow. Uh, Dr. Yulinski, thank you and keep breaking down the barriers. We really appreciate you taking the time to be here today. I know you're very busy. It's an honor to have you on our podcast and your contribution to uh, Society for Advanced Patient Care is commendable. Thank you very much. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for having me. For the audience, don't forget for more POCUS Talk. You can look for us on Twitter at POCUS Academy and Facebook at POCUS Cert Academy. All right, you have a great day, Nicole. Thank you. You too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. We hope you enjoyed today's podcast, Focus on POCUS. Be sure to tune in with us next week for more interviews with thought leaders that are on the forefront of global point-of-care ultrasound.
The thoughts and opinions expressed in this podcast are the views and opinions of the guests and not those of Intelios. This podcast is for information purposes only.